Good morning, everybody. Uh, as you know, Dying Alone Together is always accompanied by various noises, uh, either an Amazon person visiting and we get a doorbell, maybe it's Little Max and his bells uh, because he's extremely anxious and running around, maybe it's him eating food, maybe it's my refrigerator buzzing that um, I haven't closed the door appropriately. Today, hopefully, it'll be a, a softer sound. It is an extremely anxious little pup that for some reason, because I've set a microphone in front of me, he desires all of the attention. But I've taken his collar off so he doesn't make noise. He is currently burrowing into my body and slapping me, demanding he gets both hands cuddling him. Um, so that's what he's getting as I'm trying to record this podcast. So... Don't know if you can hear that. That is a puppy rub. He will get sick of me shortly. So today's a little different. It's the first one of these. I have been wanting to do one of these kinds of episodes for a very long time, but honestly, I can't get any um, submissions for it, which feels like a read. <laughs> it's like, um, so I, I'm answering um, uh, queries for advice, solicited advice. Uh, I really wanted to do this because I, I tend to be this person in my personal life, like the person that people call for like an objective point of view. Uh, I have to think that <laughs> the listeners of the podcast are like, hmm, we hear about you and your troubles. And you know what? I don't think you have anything for me. I don't know if your advice is worth taking, which like, listen, fair. But um, I finally got two submissions. I'm going to address at least one today if we run over because I don't, I don't want this to be like a... 40-minute podcast, but um, I might save the next one till next week, or maybe I'll have time and I'll tackle both. They are both very, very different. So if you like this episode and you want me to do more episodes like this, um, I need your questions. So if you have questions, if you have questions for a friend, you have hypotheticals, anything in terms of relationship, life, anything, anything. I can't, oh, I can't fix your car. Um... I don't know. I mean, I'll make a comedic monologue out of anything. This one I'm going to try to, these I'm going to try to actually be helpful, but you know, the comedy seeps in. So two questions for you. So if you, sorry, if you want to submit those questions, you can email them to necessaryoutlet at gmail.com, or you can more easily drop them in the DMs over at start, sorry, that's my other podcast. Don't send it to that one, uh, to Dying Alone Together on Instagram, or you can drop it in the DMs to my personal account, Jack Tracy Official, T-R-A-C-Y, no E. So with that said, um, as always, unless you tell me not to, I will keep it anonymous. Um, um, and if you want to actually send a voice note, I, I'll play it on the podcast the way that the other you know advice columns do. Um, but you would have to send that voice note via email to necessaryoutlet at gmail.com. All right. So I asked the question from the date of today's recording. I guess it was maybe like two or three weeks ago. And I got this submission that this was the first submission I got. And I got to tell you, I was like, oh, shit. The submission said the following. I don't want to be married anymore. And he has made it that I am financially dependent. So I reached out to this person and wanted to know if I could get more clarity. And this is what, so it is a, it is a gay relationship. If that matters, I don't think so. But, um, 
this is what he replied further to get some more details. Because I asked him, I said, what is it you could not afford if you were not together? And then I asked about, like, whether there was, like, a prenup or anything like that. He said, debts basically, some in my name that he pays. So some in the name that um, the, the submitter's husband pays, but is in the name of the submitter. But if things got bitter, it could be awful. Tired of not looking forward to going home, not having anything. Oh, there we go. Max, you're killing the mood. Tired of not looking forward to going home, not having anything to look forward to. I need a running mate, not a jealous, bitter person waiting for me to come home and tracking my location all the time. There's no money, really, unless we sell the house. So I assume they're in this house together, which I'd be fine with. Him, not so much. Uh, right. I want to be free. So I asked a few further things about, does he make more money than you? Uh, what about alimony? Um, so he, he, he said, he does make more money than me, but he's terrible with money and basically ruined the last few years of our lives as a result. We don't have alimony. Uh, in the country that this person is writing from. It'll just be a case of agreeing to who's paying what. I know he can afford to cover it all, even though it's... I know he can't afford to cover it all, even though it's his mess. Lesson learned, never say yes, and never agree to join anything. Thanks for listening. Um, he then further said, it's been a 10-year marriage. Uh, they're different people now. Pandemic and extended isolation opened his eyes to it. And uh, the partner also does not support our submitter's health journey or a life of fitness. So there's a lot with that. Um, so I want to break it down, I guess, by weighing or discussing the issues that are here that I'm seeing here that seem to be the the underlying like the reason this person wants to not be married anymore um so I'll say and, and what I'm reading into um, um, the way that the question was communicated so now maybe this is a language thing because this this person lives in a in a different country than me but it is curious that nowhere, Nowhere in your messaging do you use the word divorce. You refer to it passively. Um, or our subscriber, I shouldn't talk to him. This isn't directly to him. Our subscriber refers to it passively as, I don't want to be married anymore. Which, I, as someone who has not been married, but has certainly had breakups of very serious, significant, long-term relationships... I know how difficult it is to finally just actually say the words, it's over. And I think it would benefit our friend here to really interrogate whether he is ready to say the words, I want a capital D divorce. It was curious to me that it was always phrased in a, I don't want to be married. I want to be free, not I want a divorce which might imply some level of finality that maybe our subscriber isn't quite ready for and really has to think about. Our listener, I don't know how to refer to this person, um, if not by their name. So 
that's something to think about. Why aren't you using the word divorce? Um, so financial dependence, that seems to be the key thing. He has made it that I am financially dependent. So first, he's made it that sounds like it is a, you're describing this as not just a, this is the circumstance of our livelihood of who makes more money and what kind of bills we have, but more he he has you know he has made it. So he has exercised a level of control over you and your life to bring security and making it intention intentionally making it difficult for you not to leave, which sounds um, if true, if that is what you were trying to communicate, I mean, incredibly manipulative and insecure and is signed enough that you need to go. That's it. That, for me, the rest of this, not, if someone, if if, if I'm reading into this correctly, the way that you phrased it, you know, he's made it that. If he is constructed, if you believe, if you truly believe that he has intentionally constructed a system, your livelihood, around the fact that you are totally fucked financially if you leave him, then you need to leave him and you need to be financially fucked for a little while and figure it out. Um, just the inverse of that. What are you going to do? But you just, oh, well, I get, well, it would be financially difficult, so I guess I'll just stay unhappily and I'll just be unhappy the rest of my life. That's not an option. There is only one option. There is only one option. Um, if you think this person has done this in, with intent to control you, you got to go. You got to go now, today. Figure out the financial... Make sure you have a place to sleep and food to eat and figure everything else out later. Will it be messy? Yes. Is the cost of your happiness worth... out? Does the cost of your happiness outweigh literally anything else? Yes. Yes, it does. And I tell you that from experience. So, looking for, okay, so he's made it that I'm financially dependent. He it, it connected to that. Um, you said you're different people, does not support your health journey or life of fitness. That also, like I, that I also read into that as a level of manipulation, right? Like, he doesn't want, it sounds like, the way it reads to me based off the other comment is, he sounds like he doesn't want you to be more physically fit because that threatens him in terms of your ability to leave, to find other options. That's what it reads to me. I might be way off base there. I don't have enough. Um, but it's just another second sort of manipulating thing. And I'm trying to find the message. I read it. Right. Here's this one. I need a running mate. Not a jealous, jealous leads into controlling, insecure, bitter person waiting for me to come home and tracking my location all the time. So there's number three. This is a insecure, controlling person, jealous. So I've talked before about my like relationship with jealousy. I used to be a jealous person. Now, fortunately... I can say with confidence, I've never been the kind of person who has ever told someone that I'm dating what they can and cannot do aside from, you know, outside sexual relationships. That is, there's a rule. But every, like, I don't like your friend. 
I'm not going to tell you not to hang out with your friend. I don't like members of your family. I'm not going to tell you to cut off ties to your family. I'm not going to tell you you can't go out. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you you can't do anything other than date and fuck other people. But if I'm unhappy or something makes me uncomfortable or whatever, I will communicate it, and then it's your decision of what of what you want to do about that. But even then, I I I don't like to. I would feel the jealousy, but I wouldn't want it it to broadcast in a way that sort of guilted a partner to do something, you know, that they did, you know, that they wouldn't have, you know, you know what I'm saying. So it's fine to feel jealousy, I think, but if you're responding, you're my my, and I've said this before on the podcast, but my relationship with jealousy is that. The only thing you can do in a relationship, it security is an illusion. Your per- person, no matter whether you're married, living together, just dating, whether he goes out, whether he stays in, regardless of what he or she or anyone they do, there are opportunities for this person to decide they don't want to be with you anymore. They want to be with someone else. It always struck me as crazy that it's like, oh, I don't want you hanging around this person because you'll leave me for them. It's like, well, if not, if, if they're thinking about leaving you, they're going to leave you eventually. Like you can't, you can't keep, you can't trap someone in a relationship by just putting blinders on them and like leaving them no opportunity to see anyone else who might be interested. And that's not, you don't, that's not how you want, you want someone who is, in the relationship because they actively choose you, not because they don't have other options, right? So it's okay to feel jealousy, but the way that the way that I've dealt with that is the only thing in my power, the only thing I can control, because control is illusory, the only thing that I can control is how good of a boyfriend I am. And you're going to make decisions however you're going to fucking make decisions, but... I'm going to go to bed at night knowing that I'm a good boyfriend. And if you decide that's not good enough for you, I don't know what to tell you. You're the idiot. It's your fault. It's your mistake. Goodbye. I think, I personally, because that's how I do it, I think think that's the healthy way to deal with that and to handle things like insecurity and jealousy and this and that. But I can tell you, you know, I'm biased because that's the way that I do it, but Anyone who is controlling your finances, tracking your location, and not being supportive of you, of your, you know, fitness journey, that's someone who's like, I'm not going to keep you in this relationship by investing in it, investing with you, taking care of you, you know, making sure your needs are met and being a good boyfriend. I'm going to keep you in this by making sure you feel like you can't leave. You're a hostage. You need to go. Now, I would inquire further, however, it doesn't really change my advice, but if, does this person have a reason for you to be, not not that they should be, not that it justifies them, but do they have a reason to be this level of controlling and suspicious? Is there, has there been trust issues? Have there been trust issues? Uh, Have there been... Um, affairs, things happening outside the relationship that shouldn't. I mean, maybe you're in a relationship where it's open. If it is open, does he feel a certain way about that? And has he expressed that? Like, are there, 
is there a reason? And the only, is there a reason for him to feel this way and feel like he needs to exercise this level of control and keep the relationship there? I only say for you to think about that because that, that informs how you, I think, how you go about the separation. You need to separate regardless, I think. But, and I'm sorry, divorce, D, D word, divorce. But is it because he is a naturally controlling person and it just comes out of his internal insecurities? Or is it because he has reason because of previous issues? If it's the former, honestly, I think it's a cut and run because... This, they will never handle this well, right? If it's just coming from, the call's coming from inside the house, they will ne- never handle this well and will make your life a living hell and will do everything difficult. And you've got to prepare for the worst case scenario of if I walk away today, what's in my name? What do I have to do? Um, what would I have to be prepared for if literally everything goes sour? Have a place to stay, get your possessions, your pets, you know, switch over everything you need to. If you've got joint account, they tell people, they tell people to like take the money, freeze the account, close the account, you know, or enough for a landing, you know. So there are things you can do to prepare. But you just gotta get up and go. Because you know, if it's if the reason he is this controlling is because previous relationship issues have led him to be um, untrustworthy of you, then I think you could actually have a conversation and a true sort of we should have a divorce talk because you could, I mean, whether you feel this way or not, it could be a good way to soften the blow is if you're like look if there are indiscretions in the past if it's the reason look you don't trust me and quite frankly you have a reason not to because this happened and this happened and this happened i am still tempted by these things even if it's not true it's just a good excuse uh i'm tempted by these things i don't think i can hold the relationship together i'm not a good partner for you um i know what you want you deserve it i can't give that to you and you can come about it that way um, which still sucks, but it, it it will appeal to someone who's not just insecure by nature, but sort of face forces them to face the reality of the situation. That, sure, they're wary of you for a reason, but they are justified, and you're doing the adult thing of, like, calling it. It still might end ugly, but I think there's a better chance. If it's not that, you just have to go because this this is scary. Um, the other thing I want to see if there's anything else in the messages that I want to address. Um, all right, so we got to talk about the money situation, and we got to talk about yeah, we got to talk. About, so the money, the money is what's left. So. It's clear you need to go. So you got a money situation. You've got bills in your name that he currently pays that would go over to you. Naturally, things would get settled in the divorce of who pays what. So I think, honestly, you know, some of that would be 
negotiated unless you have a real shit lawyer and the I don't know how it works in the country, and I don't even know how it works in the country I'm in that much, that well. I took family law one, so I have some concept, but not tons. But I would, she got to come up with, this is not a reason not to go. It is a reason to, like, have a plan, to to have as soft a landing as possible, but it is not a reason to stay. Um, in fact, it's a reason to go. You don't want to be financially dependent on anybody. I don't think anybody should be financially dependent on anybody. I think everyone should have the option in their relationships to leave if they so choose to, so want to. I don't think anybody should get themselves in that position. I know that's difficult, especially when it comes to, you know, if you're a homemaker or you have children. But, you know, I would, I I, I just, that's something that's always in the forefront of my mind, to make sure that I will... I will be okay if something happens and everything falls apart because you never know. Trust me. Things have a tendency to blindside you. I would not worry about the money too much, and this is why. As long as you have a place to live and you can eat and you don't lose your job, everything can be resolved. Debts can be renegotiated. Debts can be... um, refinanced debts can be um waived for a period of time you know there there are ways to to figure it out okay you can make minimum payments for a while until you figure you know out the next step so just make sure you can be stable and you might think to yourself like oh well the quality of my life is going to be different or you know you cannot put a price on your happiness. And I know that sounds trite and silly, but it's so fucking true. You can't put a price on that. Some of the happiest moments of my life was when when I was the poorest, but I felt secure and independent and like I had my life together. And I look back now and I'm like, my God, I could never live on that amount of money. Certainly not here. But those were great times Money, quality of life, all of that, only to a point, only to a point, you know, impact your general happiness with life. If you are not in a point in your life where you are content going to bed and you wake up content to start the day, I'm not talking about excited, I'm not talking about jumping out and doing a cartwheel, but like, you're like, good. I wake up, good. I go to bed, good. If you're not there... Something has to change. You need to figure out what it is that's keeping you from being there and change it. You have one life. No, I don't believe in reincarnation. And if if I did believe in it, you don't remember it, so it doesn't matter. This life is your only one. So don't waste a single moment of it being unhappy. Now, I'll end with... So you can figure that. It can all be figured out. Create your safety plan. Leave as soon as possible. Your, your soft your soft landing. Now, I will leave you, and we'll do the next question next week, but I will leave you with this. I had a pattern, right? I had three major relationships, two of which, the last two, were the exact same pattern, which was together for, I think it's two, it's either two or three, together for two years, break, break up, 
get back together, three years, break up for good. They literally did both did the exact same thing. And here's why. The first breakup, I followed my gut instinct. I knew it was bad. I wasn't happy. I summoned the courage and moved on. And in those first few weeks, extremely content with my decision and happy. Then what happened is I went on a bunch of bad dates. I felt I felt the the loneliness that 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 comes after that. The sort of the exhilaration of being free had worn off. Compounded with bad dates, compounding with hearing how the other person was doing and apparently so well and oh, he started dating this guy because once again, gay people are awful, so all of the friends of that person are so delighted to tell you how well the other person is doing because they love the drama and don't care if it's devastating you because they're gay and they're awful. Um, so that was happening. And I had, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but that, that internal monologue put in by my mother, which was that, honey, you're very funny and very fun, but you're a weirdo, and there's only a handful of people in this world who would want to date someone like you, so when you find them, get them. And just hold on forever. Make it work. So that, which I know not to be true now, um, really impacted decision-making. And I went back each and every time, and each and every time it was a mistake. And the years that I spent after that were a waste. I was, especially in that last one, so incredibly deeply unhappy. And I remember saying to myself, well, sure, he's extremely controlling. Uh, He has a mean streak behind closed doors. Um, He doesn't listen to anything I say. But you know what? He's good looking. He makes enough money. I'm still sexually attracted to him. We have a good time here and there. That's enough for me. I'm not going to do any better. I'm tired. I don't want to go out and date. Um, he has decided it's me for him. And you know what? That's good enough for me. And that was the worst, one of the worst mistakes I've ever made in my entire life because it drove me to being incredibly bitter, incredibly unhappy. It impacted every area of my life. I was angry, a deep-seated anger that controlled everything I did, impacted everything. And the fact that I was saving a lot of money by having a combined income for rent was not fucking worth it. And it won't be worth it for you either. You are unhappy. You've been together long enough. You seem very clear that there's no coming back from it and and fixing it. And you have described this person as someone who is extremely controlling in order to make him feel more secure in a relationship. I think he probably senses you're checked out of. Do your both selves, do both of yourselves a favor. Come up with your landing, how you're going to land after the exit and leave immediately. It will all work out. It always seems to. You, you can't see it when you're there, when you're in it. But it does, and it will. You'll be fine.